I'm curious what it's going to say. <laughs> we are live. This is the Krillcast Live. I am Chris. And I'm Andrew. And uh, Will is off doing shenanigans, so he mm-hmm. let us destroy the podcast tonight. Anyways, yes. we're going to be talking about something that none of you that watch our show care about, but we do, mm-hmm. because we have a Twitter account. We're going to be talking about Twitter. Andrew, what's your experience with Twitter? Uh, besides disappointment? What? <laughs> Um, honestly, I don't have a massive experience with Twitter outside of a love-hate relationship. I mostly have used it as a source for following people I give a shit about and don't really post as much because I never have any followers worth posting for. So, (laughs) and also I'm one of those people who tends to like think of things to post after the fact and then it feels like it's no longer relevant that's like the thing i've always done with social media it's like eh, it's done and over now so no reason to post about it that's that's mostly my experience with it (laughs) sounds like a theory a game theory i'm just kidding no i mean like think about it there's all those people who like to instead of spending time in the moment they're always posting about the moment right they're like posting about it as it's happening. Yeah, and I, it's like I've always just kind of like and it's over now, right? Why would I post about it too much? I, I guess understand. it's maybe like travel. It's worth posting about travel because you're like documenting what you're doing for the week or whatever, however long you're there, like in another country or something. But most of the time, it just feels like eh, do I really want everyone to know everything about me. Really. Well, that's that's definitely the first <laughs> thing you do when you go out of town is you tell everybody you're out of town on social media so that so they can knows. rob you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have an anonymous account saying that you're out of town, no, when I do, probably, when not, I've, probably not a good idea. Whenever I've posted anything about travel, it's usually been like when I get back. <laughs> exactly. Literally, after, the best time when I get back, it was like, that. "Hey, you guys, I just did this. That's why I was gone." <laughs> You missed your chance. Four days. Should have like, ro- robbed. Should have robbed me last week. Not too but, late now. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. So it's it's a love hate. I think. I feel like too many people live in it versus the moment, right? I personally, so my experience, I've had Twitter accounts like since probably at the inception of Twitter, but that's right. because like I've always had some kind of social media or outlet, creator mm-hmm. outlet kind of a thing, because I did. We went from doing, um, <laughs> my friends and I back in the day, we did right. um, like a jackass style comedy show where we just beat the crap out of each other and filmed it and put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then we had like an account for that and we shared it that way. And we had a few clips kind of go mini viral, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And then that channel got deleted so we could actually, you know, have employment opportunities in the future. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, yeah. I got into music and I've had multiple music Twitter profiles because I kept creating and deleting profiles so I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I used it to follow artists and try and pick up collabs and stuff. And then what's funny is now that we're in the podcasting space, we've been doing podcasting for three plus years now, and we've had many, many cool guests on, including, you know, most recently, like the quartering, that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using it mostly for collaborative efforts and recruiting right. guests and stuff. And for some reason, the bulk of YouTube creators use Twitter. No, it is it is very good for creators. I, I think that's because it's slightly tied to the new like the media uses it in general, news media and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I I'm kind of cynical when it comes to Twitter though. I feel like it's the most abused 
of the social medias. Um, for, as far quickest, as the bots. It's as, the quickest as, place where you can find, like, official updates on anything. That's true. But, it, well, it I mean, Twitter almost died, if we're honest, before Donald Trump. Multiple kinda, times. It almost died, and then Donald Trump kind of revived it a little. When he became president, when he, when he became president it. and he was tweeting there, like yeah. people remarks all the time, like people I mean, were tuning in just to see what he was saying. Yeah, I feel like that brought a lot of awareness to Twitter. That and that's not of, even like a like that's not even like a political thing. That's just like he was the mm-hmm. president of the United States. No, that's not political at all. Were, people were tuning in because that's what he was using to communicate. I mean, literally, his usage of Twitter is kind of credited for saving Twitter from like their massive shareholder dump like it was pretty bad prior to him taking the office um yeah i'm not saying pro or well to, to be I fair literally just and even if you just back. look back you look back at the previous presidency prior to yeah. donald trump like obama was a big user of social media and it really spurred a lot of online political commentary yeah. that didn't really exist before he kind of took the the internet by storm with his original I mean, campaign. If we're honest, dude, though, it was only a matter of time. It would have been any any candidate, I think. Uh but but, but he was the first one to successfully do it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just saying that when you look at the age are like the evolution of the internet usage. It was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Happen I'm just saying eventually. Like, it was a springboard. He springboarded right. it. Like, and he was, he was in there like right the right at the beginning. There's something about Twitter specifically, right? <laughs> Twitter specifically yeah. that makes itself seem more live t- time, right? Like it's a live action docu- uh, call out versus Facebook, which feels more behind time like after the fact well Facebook, there's something me, about it if you were to look at um what's it like a, like the the rolling ticker on like like say like cnn fox news whichever whatever mm-hmm. stupid news program you listen to the ticking banner that has like live updates that's twitter versus yeah. like the news story yeah. where they cover it the next day that's facebook yeah no i would agree completely um i it's one of those things though where i've deleted Twitter multiple times in my life. I only created it because people told me I should create one previously. <laughs> and then I rapidly deleted it not long after because I just found no reason to use it. And now I currently have one just to follow things that I give, like because people use it, creators use it. So it's like, okay, better to get my news there than from some other thing. From 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 the promoted official, you know, certified yeah. news on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the news it's... that that people only watch because it's being shown to them everywhere they Pretty go. Much. Hey, I mean, it could be like going to an airport and having CNN on all the time. So, yeah, I, mean, I I will freely admit I don't watch any mainstream news source at all. Yeah, I don't pay attention to that because no, nope. they lie, which brings the first <laughs> complaint about Twitter. I don't like the way news agencies can post false news, fake news, basically, right? Fake and or misleading and misleading or and poorly or, researched, poorly or researched news, early right? stories that haven't been fully fleshed out yet. Right, right. But they they take massive conclusions. Yeah, in well, the article just- headline. Everything has gotten so flamboyant with their headlines. It's yeah. insane. And they can post that on Twitter. 
and there's no mechanism to enforce that the people who've seen it get the redaction slash update later. So there's a math, like when people talk about fake news, I think that's a big portion of it, right? Like the misleading headline and the fact that they can get away with it without being called fake, like a misleading news source because they post the redaction later, but it's not going to be seen the same as the original story. It doesn't get the same shares because it doesn't have the same headline. It does like, there's nothing about it that's the same. And they can I think just, news stories should have the ability to be updated with redactions on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, there's a way that the algorithm could work to put it directly into the feed of people who previously saw it as a or like Or like if a link that you posted in your tweet, let's just say I, yeah, let's just say I posted yeah. a CNN article yeah. or a Fox News article and the story was evolving. Mm-hmm. And then somebody sees it the next day, the article has an update to it. The thumbnail or preview yeah. image or even the name of it shouldn't be like, I don't want to say this. Like it shouldn't be set in stone. It should be able it to update no. with the article. Yeah. So it if should. the article yeah. changes, that preview should change. And, so and it shouldn't be this deleted tweet nonsense that happens. I don't mind deleted tweets. No, I, okay. No, I'm saying like when the news agency deletes it. Yeah. I don't think like that shouldn't be allowed. Personal opinion. They should not be able to delete it. I, maybe I'm willing. Okay. I have a strong belief that tweets should not be deleted personally it is you should be allowed to do revisions and edits and redactions right but, there should be a, but you're saying there should be an archived history there should be an archived history to every tweet and i would go so far as to say that you have to have it there for like multiple years there's a whole like really weird reference right there's the whole um uh what do you call it? the in in the bible and that there's the whole concept of the debt jubilee where after so many years they actually forgive not the bible but like the old testament and everything there's oh, okay, the, okay. there's the debt jubilee with the um you after i think it's like eight years or so you forgive all debts right um okay why not do a concept like that but with del- with tweets that you make it where they have to be posted with the redactions and everything and then you can delete them if you so choose after eight years. I I kind of lean towards that because I think people should actually have to put the thought into the tweet. I think people like what you say, because it is public, right? You should put the same level of thought into that as if you were talking in the town square. I think not just that, but the concept of redemption I think that is an important concept, right? Like, I think people should realize that you make mistakes. You can't just make a catalog of your perfect moments and delete all your mistakes and pretend like you don't make mistakes. No, that's Facebook pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like even with the – because people change their opinions over time, right? They they evolve as they learn more information. Hey, just for the record here. The Jubilee is the year at the end of seven cycles of seven. Um, okay. Shmita, sabbatical years. According to yeah. biblical regulations, had a special impact on the ownership and management of land in the land of Israel. According to the book Leviticus, Hebrew slaves and prisoners would be freed, debts would be forgiven, and the mercies of God would be particularly manifest. So that's what you're referencing. Yeah. Jubilee. I think that's a fantastic concept to bring into this because 
you should have because redemption's important, right? And right now, it's there's no redemption. Like people don't believe in redemption. They don't for they don't. Believe I don't think you- forcing people to keep awful tweets on their profile longer is going to prevent cancel culture. No, it's not about like <laughs> it's not about that. It's about the fact that you can't pretend like you didn't say that shit. Like you have it's it makes you put up or shut up, right? Like you have to have a redaction. Either you stand by what you just said or you redact it and admit you made a mistake. You have to own your actions. You 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 literally have to own it. And so many people just delete it and pretend like that shit didn't happen. There's no accountability, right? So I'm not saying like we're publicly shaming. It's just there <laughs> needs to be admonish. There just needs to be a source of like what is your integrity based on, right? Like, are you a person who wants to hide from your mistakes? Or are you going to own it, apologize when it's necessary? No, and... you never apologize. No, no, no. Like, if you say something literally bad, like you just had a drunk tweet and like there's context there, you can apologize for that. You can no. apologize for it. I'm just saying, there, man, there, like, there is a specific group of people that I'm willing to apologize to, and that is my family and my friends. I will never okay. apologize to an anonymous group of people on the internet. I'm saying if you said something on your profile that you did not mean, because you just, for some reason, just threw that thing out there without truly thinking it over, and that's not what you truly believe. I don't owe strangers an apology. Fine. Fair enough. I'm just saying. That, that's I, just my philosophy. I'm, I'm, if you I'm don't mean saying, enough to me to have a conversation directly... I ain't apologize to you. I'm just saying that I would put that I I believe in that at least if not for the individual accounts, any business account should have that concept. I think anything that's a professional, public facing profile should have that concept where they cannot delete tweets for seven years. If you have a business, you can edit if you have a and business you profile. Reject. If you have a non personal Twitter profile, yeah, I agree. Hmm. If you're I'm saying it needs to be there in personal. some like all all well, there's more legality. There's more liability and legality yeah. when you're a business saying yeah. things versus like the ramifications of me saying you're an idiot are different than the ramifications of Apple oh, yeah. calling yeah. the head of For Google sure. an idiot. Like I'll be honest, I'm willing to compromise on that portion to separate professional accounts from individual accounts. Or even just a straight up private account because you can have you, a private Twitter account. Yeah. But if you are a public facing individual who's doing that, like it's a public account and you're a public individual, right? Like a politician or whatever. I don't care if that's your personal account or not. That is still subject to the I think that I think that political accounts, you know, I think you could have still have a private account, even if you have a political like you could have I don't two know. Accounts. I think you should have two accounts then, one for your private. And then you actually have, yeah, but you to keep have it to private. have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to. And keep then, it and then, as far as like your your public political but account, even if you're an individual, that one should be controlled. But even if you're an individual, if you make the account public, I don't think you should be allowed to delete tweets. As long as if if your account mm-hmm. is public, I don't think any public tweet should be allowed to be deleted for seven years. I see. I disagree with that. Here's the thing: if I, I go out, if I go out in the public town square, and I just say something out in the middle of nowhere. And no, 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 no. There's a difference between the middle of nowhere and in the public sp- space where people are hearing it. Like you are going to like the marketplace and you are saying that for people to hear. If you are the a biggest account, difference between what you're saying and how Twitter works is I could say something at a town hall meeting that would get recorded 
and it sits somewhere in a library and somebody have to do some serious digging to find it. I don't if know. I put it on Twitter, anybody can Google search what I said anytime, any day, any whatever. Isn't that better than the telephone game that happens within a local government? Like if you go to a town hall, local town hall, and you say some crazy shit, right? <laughs> is it is it better for someone to see exactly what you said in the context of what you said it or only hear rumors of what you said? Mm. Because trust me, everyone's gonna hear about it. Everyone's going to hear about what you said at that local town hall. Tell oh, me, wow. is Free it better coffee for, for every person who steps inside it, the local county commissioner's office? Right. No, but tell me, is it better for people to see exactly what you said in the context of what you said, or is it better for them to hear the rumors and the and the murmurings of what you said? What would you feel more comfortable with? What the I lies mean, people could tell about you, the lies people could tell about you, or or them seeing exactly what you said straight from your source. What what do you feel more comfortable with, Chris? When I put it in that perspective, does it sound bad or does it sound like an improvement over what currently exists? I guess it depends on what you're talking about. Like if I just say that Starbucks coffee is awful, like I don't care if people can find that or not. I don't care if there's rumors about me saying Starbucks coffee is awful. Which I know. Is. But when but. I okay, when when I say this Think of something taken out of context that someone who doesn't like you hears you say and the way that they could spin it about you. And there's no, there's, it's just, he said, she said, but right now you currently can remove the, he said, she said aspect of it. If you just, so here's the thing. You're, there are pros and cons to what you're saying Yes. On, on the pro side. Yes. You will get it directly from the horse's mouth every single time. Yes, that is a fact. As long as Twitter doesn't remove it for you. <laughs> yes, I, I'm just saying, in my opinion, not deleting them does not hurt you. Because as long, especially if you can redact it, if you can edit it, yeah, misinformation is politics 101. Because most people have never had the ability to go straight to what happened. That's, That's why it works, right? It, it's the same issue that we currently have with politics today is you're not actually properly represented based on what the constitution originally intended. Like you should have one house rep for every like 30,000. Okay. Kids. Let's not dive no, into that. No, this is a legitimate <laughs> thing here. This is no, this is I, I'm not saying thing. you're wrong. I'm just saying that's Dunbar's, so off. The, it's so off. No, the rails no, 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 no. This is the same context because Dunbar's number is important to this. Okay. All right. If you have a population of under like 250 people, right? 250,000 people. There's no direct tie to those other people. There's no direct tie. Like you're, you're, okay, you have to put into context. Okay, you're so, saying that there, so the one, levels of personal yeah, accountability yeah. to the people you know is not there for a group of 250,000. So basically, so person. basically, if you go down the number of like direct contacts, the number of people you can directly feel tied to is 150 averaged out for the average person that you care about right, right and what you, is this called again what's the number called Dun- dunbar's number all right i'm just going to look it up and put it on the screen so people yeah, know what in yeah. the world you're the direct about. first first connections that you can actively track manage in your mind and care about is 150 people this a number of acquaintances goes up to 500 okay so if you were to just do 150 times 150 and 500 times 500 that gets you into a range from like 
25,000 to, I forget what the other number is. It's 250,000. I hate doing math online. Also after a few beers in, but basically <laughs> if you have 250,000 people, you know, an acquaintance who has a good chance of knowing the person that you have just heard about. Right. Yes. So you have one, you're one connection away from uh, one mutual connection away from the person that is now you are now hearing about currently let's just say for Congress, you have 750,000 people per congressional district, which means it is extremely profitable and successful to just flat out lie about your opponent because people on average do they don't not know have, them. They don't know them. They do not have a direct acquaintance that is mutual with that individual. So there's no one for them to even go talk to, to be like, hey, I heard this about so-and-so is this true so well, i mean at this point you just pretty much believe that every commercial you see yeah, about a politician you have to right because, but i you mean have to go look it up yourself yeah because but you don't know the person you have no one who know you don't know anyone who knows the person so as a sometimes you do but it's not it's not really that likely on uh, the averages you won't you won't know that yeah i mean listen i agree with you I think it would be utter chaos to have like 30,000 House of oh, Representatives. It people. would be. You'd it never get, be. nothing would ever pass. <laughs> I mean, that's just nothing would ever pass. <laughs> but okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying that's like, that's a major concept here, right? Like that's, that's why it's important to have as much direct information from you as the source as possible available to anybody. You're saying that if, if people crap. use their Twitter account legitimately, yes. Yes. then you could get, actual information from the source yes and that works too in the sense that when you say something about so-and-so right they can't just delete it and that person doesn't have to just take your word for it they can go verify that it happened too screenshot archive.org and do checkmate uh, okay fine but why how many people how many of your parents out there people all right how many of your parents don't believe you that something was said because they don't go look at that well, I mean, that you already can't help them. They're just watching the news on TV. I know. So that, that's know. a lost cause, Andrew. You're already, you're already in the right spot. I'm just making the point here that the easier you make it for people to just directly go to it, the better it is. That's my opinion. That's why I think the seven-year ju jubilee concept for deleting tweets is a good idea. That's the only reason I think it's a good well, idea. Well, you know, seven years gets you through like one political cycle, I guess. So like it would yeah. be a good it'd be a good number. Which gives you enough time to say, I learned my lessons. It's like and if you, then, let's just say you let's just say you tweeted something really stupid in the last election. Yes. By the time 2028 rolls around, that could be gone. it's still there up until the last year, right before the election. Exactly. And you still have to answer to it when people are going through the primaries. Yeah. But once you're going, once you're done through the primaries, it's forgiven. It's forgotten. You just have to make sure you forbid. skip, you have to skip an election year in between. Or that, but it, <laughs> it, it brings in the concept of forgive and forget, right? It, it Redemption. It's redemption. It lets you redeem yourself. Okay. I'm a big proponent of redemption. I think yeah. that, I think that. But you still the, have the to big, answer can, for your Can pride. we stop yeah. for a second here? Yeah. I think the biggest problem with Twitter previous, like it, actually it's just a big problem in general social media yeah. is just the mob mentality. 
yeah when 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 you see like a post where like somebody's dogging somebody else it's so easy to be like hey, that's funny like and retweet that guy sucks yeah. like yeah people say stupid stuff in real life all the time oh yeah but if you say it on the internet everyone can see it no that's true that's true if you say something to your five friends unless somebody caught you on a hot mic and posted it somewhere nobody's gonna know you said something stupid okay but like let's be honest people need to realize that social media is public and it's not no no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that i'm saying that yeah. that it inherently breeds mob mentality oh it does I'm, I'm just saying like i feel like people need to learn how to behave on social media <laughs> and right now there's the perception of no consequence there's the perception that you can just forget about it delete it and not own up to your mistakes so, Listen, thank God the internet wasn't as powerful back when I was in high school. Okay, to be fair, I didn't really post anything. So I'm coming here with the, I wouldn't have screwed myself over. But that's a different perspective, you know. I might be royally screwed right now. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's, just one, that's just one thing I think they should do to improve it. I think it would go a long way because right now there's no accountability. Not really. They're able to gaslight people who don't go look at things and they can oh, yeah. just you claim can it's, it's fake or it's a meme like that's the that's the other thing you can't claim that it's fake it's a fake image if it's if it's actually there on their page okay so for example i saw the funniest freaking video that's clearly faked earlier yeah today. it was a video of where they mixed together multiple joe rogan podcasts oh yeah i know I, I was, they mixed together it, was it had joe rogan it had yeah. elon musk it had tim pool just being like what huh and then yeah. it had uh the ex-legal yeah. head of twitter and basically Which, they conjumbled just... her saying that she screwed up elon musk saying you're fired and then tim pool yeah. going well you probably should leave then yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, i was like oh my gosh no it's fantastic <laughs> like this is Clearly hilarious fake. But oh like, yeah, no, like, as far as images go, I mean, they made up a Joe Rogan with Steve Jobs. Like yeah. that's clear. That's obviously the dude's been dead since before I mean, Joe Rogan was big yeah. enough to interview Steve Jobs. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> when you when you have a hard time trusting things, right? Why not make it as easy as possible to go straight to the source? Yeah, because you could go to Steve Jobs' Twitter profile and see that he didn't tweet he was on Joe Rogan. There you go. Yeah. No, so I'm just kidding. No, I mean, like, that's literally true, though. <laughs> Does he even have a Twitter? I'm curious now if Steve Jobs is even on Twitter. But you I'm can, looking this up You can right easily now. go to a, a fake Steve Jobs one and be like, I'm just dead curious. For the, dead for the past how many years? <laughs> I'm just curious if he even made one. I, I no, no, he doesn't have one. Yeah. The, the thing, though, I, I don't know. I, I see it as only positives. I know the initial concept makes someone pause, but that's because there's ownership of your actions. There's accountability so, and responsibility. Let me ask you this. So yeah, my, yeah. my thought process, all these advertisers like, oh, now people can say like all kinds of crazy stuff on them. You know, Perfect. Right, let, let's just get all kinds of crazy shit online. People yeah. can just say all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing. The way you fix that with advertisers is you, you promise advertisers absolutely yeah. no tweet with the n-word in it is going to get an advertisement next to it absolutely no tweet that's derogatory no, towards other people no. doesn't get who, an advertisement next who, to it. who cares well you, you can as an advertiser you could go in and say i don't want my advertising next to these kinds of tweets and then just no boom no Dude. advertising there okay this might sound controversial might sound controversial if i was an advertiser I would almost be willing to be like, yeah, put my put my product. I'm right not next saying to it. I'm not saying it's a smart business decision. Andrew. No, I'm no. saying that that's how you handle it with these advertisements. Okay, fine, fine. But like, here's the thing: 
one, the advertisement is not tied to the tweets around it. I understand that. I also, understand. Listen, two, listen, two, I think you could, I think you could easily make the sales pitch to these companies that if your product is advertised right below that tweet that you literally just said, that that person is going to spend so much time fixated on that exact page, like that screen, <laughs> that they're never going to forget that your product exists. Okay. So, they're so never, they were, if any news media takes a screenshot, your your product's going to be on the news. I mean, so, so here's here's the other thing, Andrew. It's funny yeah. that you say that. There were companies that were paying to have their promoted tweets directly under, let's say, Elon Musk tweet, under yeah. Donald Trump tweet, under Joe Biden tweets. They pay for that specific placement. Yeah, and because that's smart business because, because if news. you know your if you know your your audience and what you're selling is going to resonate with that audience. Like, let's just say. Yeah. Under every Donald Trump tweet, there was an F Donald Trump t-shirt advertised. Yeah. You're probably going to find an audience or yeah. let's say you get it under every, you know, Joe Biden tweet. There's like a you know F Joe Biden thing. You're going to get a lot of people from that audience. I'm, I'm just telling you, there's a market. Yeah. And but, but I'm also saying that if an advertiser puts up like, I don't want my marketing next to these tweets, that should be available. That should That's be a their tool. loss. But yes, I'm I'm not saying that you can't do that. I'm just saying they'd be dumb to do that. Uh, it's just also like social awareness that the advertisements are not directly tied to the tweets around them. Not directly. Yeah. They're not endorsing us the specific tweet. Uh, but like, I think the bigger problem is the bots, right? Like that. If I was an advertiser, I'd be more pissed about the number of fake accounts that Twitter clearly incentivizes and probably runs part it's of. It's only 5%. Without, I don't have any evidence to say that they run fake accounts. I just would not be surprised if Twitter did because it only helps them look more impressive as a company. I, I am. There are definitely bots. I feel like there is easy to identify bots. Yeah. I personally have not interacted with very many bots. They're all scammers anyway. It doesn't really matter. There's a person behind them. So it's not necessarily a bot per se. Right. In my, in my well, I mean, yeah, when you say bot, all you're saying is somebody has multiple sock accounts yeah. aimed at the same goal. That's See, a bot. If I, okay. Elon Musk has talked about making blue check marks for everybody. Um, here's like, I don't even think I don't. Okay. I don't like the blue check mark. I hate it. I, I think you should be able to be anonymous too, though. Like, I, no, I no, no. There's a, there's a protection hate, there. I hate the blue check mark. Oh, yeah. I don't I hate like it. Blue marks As a concept, it sucks. In my opinion, learn from Apple and the iMessage. Okay. If you, if you have a person verify their account, they have this blue aura around their profile picture. If you don't verify your account, you are green around your profile picture. Oh, like iMessage versus text. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think that's the route you should take because one, I think the check mark is elitist. I hate it <laughs> with a passion. I hate it with a passion. If you're eliminating it as an expert thing, then make it where it's just a little blue aura that says that you're a real freaking person who's been verified in a way that's just in intuitive just and not like v next to everybody or that something you know is, what v stands for i'm just kidding <laughs> but like okay and another thing person like because of the foreign influence on politics 
I think if you're not from your, if you're from a different country than the user, I think your account should show up with a red aura around it. I think it should be red because I think because well, first of all, the CCP's uh, bot warriors out there trying to influence public perception around issues needs to stop. I think that needs to stop. You think I that know, such country of origin at the very least might not yeah, be. Yeah, I think you should have a country, like, at least have a flag, a flag that you can't change. Uh, it's tied directly to the uh, information for if your If you're account. a verified user, then yes. Yeah. I think I think, yeah. I think a flag would not, like, I think a country is, like, not pinning somebody down enough that somebody could go find them. Right. I mean, it's just one of those things where you should have a flag, at least a flag. If you're a verified user. Or... Or if you don't want to say what specific country it is, if you're just a foreign country to the user, show up with a red aura or an orange aura. I don't care. It just needs to show that your like your opinions on certain things. Or just anybody with... who's unverified could be one color. No, no. Because you don't. No. Have, well, why would you trust? An, like if you're if you're specifically. No, because I for... think I think a person from let's just say. CCP China because <laughs> all of them are the communist princelings over there who okay. have Twitter all accounts right. okay. for the most part. All right, because they're not going to get arrested for the VPN that allows them to be on it. I'm looking at you, Lean Goo. All right, um, if you're on Twitter and you just show up as a verified user because no one's going to throw you in jail, you're still going to be blue. Okay, I want you to be red because. You're a communist, <laughs> and your opinion on U.S. politics and issues does not matter. It is not worthy of anything to me. And if you are blue, people will not realize that your opinion is dog shit. All right? What like, if you just had the ability to, like, just flat out block foreign countries from your Twitter feed? That should be an option. There it you go. Be. But I'm, I'm just pointing out that a lot of people don't want to do that. Because we still have Canadians next door. They're still valuable. What if you could go by country? Like, I don't want this country in this country. Fine. Sure. I Honestly, it should be an option. I'm just saying that they should not inherently I don't be want the any, same. I don't want any of those Irish people in my <laughs> They should not inherently be the same. Oh, that was a joke. They should not exact, be exactly the same. All right? That's just my opinion. Because there needs to be a way for people to understand that foreign influencers are impacting your discourse yeah you, know, you, could have, you could have like multiple um regional twitter feeds where like if you wanted to just see united states tweets you could go to like the usa or, that, or north american i still think there should just be an intuitive way no matter what the conversation is to understand what the perspective is of the individual you are talking to i i just think it should be intuitive be it like it if it's a color thing or just like a little indicator, like foreign, or or a flag from what country it is, whatever it is. I, that's because right now, our we we censor our own people, but we don't censor the leader of Iran. Well, and no, no, let's stop for a second. Here, here, here's something that that you're not recognizing. So all of these countries have different laws in regards to I don't how. Care. Stop. Let me let me finish the thought, Andrew, before you interrupt. Okay, fine, fine. All of these countries have different laws in regards to what you're allowed to say in the public square. The United States is probably the most open as to what you're allowed to say in the yeah. entire public square. So if you were able to have a regional U.S. feed, then 
free speech should be allowed across the board with no penalties. I agree completely. So I'm saying like if you could have regional differences between what is allowed to be said in those regions and then you're, you know, obviously verifying I'm a United States citizen and you can get into that feed, boom. Like that should there should be zero limit to the discourse. Now, do advertisers have to put their advertisements next to every single tweet? No, but that's why they pay money to advertise and then they can decide how they implement. Well, Okay, I don't want to tell a company what to do, but okay, I'm going to go into the next stage of that statement. Twitter is a U.S. company. Twitter should tell every other country in the world to F off. It is a U.S. company, and it abides by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. That is my opinion, and if other countries want to ban Twitter, that is their prerogative. Twitter should just implement a VPN directly into their app and then implement a simple tool that lets you hide what the app cover page, the little app symbol looks like on your phone so that someone okay, doesn't. This isn't some underground hacking operation. No, this no. is a global hey, business. <laughs> I don't care. Twitter can do what Twitter wants to do. But if it, I was in charge of Twitter, they would instantly do that. You'd have I to would... run away like a. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, so here's here's what you're saying, and here's what I think makes more sense. Fine. I think that because Twitter operates under Section 230 under U.S. law, that it is not the prerogative of Twitter to determine what laws you can or cannot break. It is the prerogative of the user to recognize the laws of their country and yeah. not break the laws. Yeah, no, I agree completely. It's Twitter. not up to Twitter to tell you you can't do this. It's up to you as the citizen of your country to know the laws. Ideally, Twitter, that's why you should not be deleting, you should not be deleting tweets. Twitter should not delete tweets. Twitter should be a place of record. If police want to use your your statements of record to prosecute you for breaking the law, that is that is 100% legitimate. All <laughs> it's right, legitimate. So here, here's, here's the, let, let's get into section 230. I think this is a really important thing we need to discuss. I'll probably clip this later because it's probably the thing yeah. I want to talk about the most. Section 230 says that no provider or user of an internet interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. And before you jump in, Andrew, because I know you got a lot you want to say, I'm not the reason why the reason why this is written the way it is is because it's the same as the telecommunications version, mm -hmm. which is essentially that let's say I make a phone call off my cell phone. Sprint, Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T is not responsible for what I say on the phone. Exactly. The biggest difference between those two things is that unlike a private phone conversation between two parties, any conversation on the internet is on a platform that anybody can, well, mm -hmm. I guess if you have a private Twitter, it's a different story. But if you have a public Twitter and you put it on the, the post, Section 230 essentially says that no matter what ridiculous thing I say, Twitter should not be held liable for that. Now, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in this weird repeal section 230 argument that are like, that's, you know, that it's causes moderation or the other way around. They want to be able to do more moderation. Mm -hmm. I, I think all of that is just bad. Like section 230 no. should not be removed. It needs to be revised. I 100% agree with Clarence Thomas on this issue. He has talked about forcing them to adhere to the same rules as the telephone companies. You cannot ban a person from your telephone company. 
You're not allowed to. You're literally not allowed to ban people from using your service. Tell that For, to the banks. I Well, they should be forced to adhere to that too. There's an element where it feels like government is trying to force the company to do things that it wants to do. Everyone, I'm pretty sure, has seen the news where they have requested or made overtures of why hasn't said person been banned yet. Yeah. Okay. There are plenty of stories like that exist, which means the second something like that happens, your lawsuit against the company is that they are acting under the dir direction of government. Or which, the duress. <laughs> or duress. Yep. And that means they are acting on behalf of the government, which then inherently violates the First Amendment. Oh, yeah. So if the government is involved and they, if the government yeah. at any point coerces or expects a company to act in a certain way and oh. tells them to do so, that's illegal. And it becomes one of those things where I do not think you can inherit, you can inherently be a platform slash public square type company and also ban people from access. I don't think you can be both of those, which means either you are that or you should be liable to non-Section 230 status and be deemed a publisher because you are basically determining what is you're, your... If you're moderating yeah, content, you're moderating. Like a publisher. Exactly, exactly. And that's where I stand on it. The Section 230 is inherently about not moderating on a so certain the, level. The one, the one thing I can say is the hardest part about navigating the waters of Twitter as far as content moderation goes is let's say you have a platform for open discussion, but yeah. somebody posts, let's say, pornography on there. Is it's your easy. site is your site technically like it's a public open, right? It's not meant to be a pornography website. It's against yeah. the law. So you would have to moderate some content. Well, okay. There's a difference between putting banners that don't block you from accessing it. Like you, let's say you have a blur, you blur it until someone says they want to see it. And you have a thing that says exactly what they are about to enter. And you would, I actually, that would be a good point to have users be verified because if you're not yeah. verified, then you could be, I don't know, some 14 year old kid. Oh yeah. yeah I want to see that picture. Right. No, there's that too. And I, I personally, I, I have no issue with Twitter, like moderating that type there's of content. A difference. If they don't, if their website is not meant for that type of content, they don't well, want they, it on they there. They don't moderate it currently. I, just I understand that. I'm just saying like, if they were to moderate something, like that yeah. i would have no issue with it since that's not the focus of the website well okay there's a difference between moderating it in the sense that you're banning it versus you're that's adding the website right like that kind of a thing but you're adding a layer of are you sure you want to see this i'm At okay the very with that. least as long as it's accurate to what is behind the veil Right. As long as the description is, I accurate. would expect users to, to self-identify the content. And if they yeah. don't, that would be grounds for removing the user yeah. because they're, they're yeah. potentially participating in some illegal activity. But that's where I say, as long as the veil accurately describes what's behind it, right? there's no problem with it. If someone is violating that, 
that is bannable. In my, I would agree that that is bannable. There's, so I would still say there, that you could ban users, especially like spam accounts. Like yeah. if an account is a spam account, especially an unverified spam account. Oh, I agree completely. That's grounds for removal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just one of those things though, right? Like it's very easy for Twitter to do this in a way that doesn't mean just banning people outright yeah. or blocking content from you to actually see it. If you so choose to see it. it, I think even if you were to hand out suspensions, like they currently do that are basically indefinite, I still think that indefinite suspensions should be completely thrown out. Seven unless years. It, unless Seven it's years. Proof, unless it is 100% proven that the individual was involved in illegal, completely illegal activities, like like I said, providing pornography to minors or something like that, then yeah, I'll, that, I'll, that can go away. But, I'll still disagree. I think seven year de uh, debt jubilee uh, for everything. <laughs> I think for everything. And, and on top of that, when it comes to crimes, I don't think you delete the account. I think you you have a big banner on said account saying. I don't think you delete the account or the tweets or even block the access to the tweets. I think what you do is you remove the ability for that user to log in anymore. Okay. Yes, but I'm saying once they once they've been tried and in, in crimes, they're in prison. Yeah, or whatever, nobody's going to be tweeting from that account. No, I know. I'm saying though that okay, for something that breaks the law, I'm not saying the tweet should be removed necessarily. You can you can veil it like veil it and have like the redaction or like disclaimer on the tweet like blocked off like you or can't this tweet is suspected to be involved in illegal activity yeah um, or if it like if it's gotten a conviction you can literally just blur link it out the, blur it out altogether and say link this to the tweet. court case yeah like it just linked to the court case say this this tweet violated blah 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 law and then there's a record that this person violated the law right then and there the account violated this law it was deemed so in a in a jury of peers and that's the end of it that's why this account is blocked it, i don't think anything that has not violated the law should be taken down i think every tweet that is blurred out with a disclaimer type of thing that you can't get through the blur should be linked to a court case that explicitly has found it to violate a law yeah I, oh yeah 100%. and it should be that place of record in my opinion i think and then if the person has waited seven years they can then delete it because i believe in redemption like i, I do too i think 100 and like let's say somebody did something illegal then then they're released from prison then give them back the keys to their and, account and i'll be honest after seven years, someone might not feel so strongly about deleting it. They'll yeah. be like, that's me. I've moved past it. My audience already knows who I am, right? It, I don't necessarily think you need to do the need to delete it after seven years. People delete something at, right away because they feel public shame and pressure in the moment. It, give it seven years, they've moved past it. They've already gone through the pressure cooker. They're not going to delete it. It's still going to be there. I, I feel fairly confident people don't delete shit after seven years. But I, I so I, let's go back to this. Yeah. I personally don't think Twitter or Facebook or even YouTube should feel any need to moderate the content on the platform. No, not the at laws all. exist. The laws exist. Um, 
And the only thing that you may moderate, not the content, would be mm-hmm. where advertising exists. Because that, that is a business decision, not that, a free speech decision. Yeah, 100, 100% agree with that. But also with if you need to veil something. Yeah, well, yeah. The, I'm just that, saying like, like when yeah. it comes to their choice to moderate, it should exist within where advertising takes place on their website. But I don't think that you should, that shadow banning is per, should be permitted. I, that has nothing I'm, to do with advertising. No, 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 no. But the shadow banning goes with the veiling. When I say veil something, I don't mean restrict or throttle its exposure. It, you mean you just should, specifically block the explicit content without somebody agreeing to see it? That, but no, I'm saying like veil it. Don't eat, like let them see that it was posted by the person if they follow said person. Let them see it. Don't, but don't force them to see the the actual tweet. Let them see the thing with the warning that they would have to click on. Like, not safe for work warning. Yeah. Due to let's say pornography, right? They, you see that title on it, right? And you'd have to click. And you make the show. conscious decision that you want to yes. see it. Yes, but don't throttle it. So if and it's, below it, there's a Coca-Cola advertisement. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But like if 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 that if that tweet is getting a lot of support, let it flow naturally like any other tweet. You've put the protection in place. Someone has to consciously choose to see it or not see it. Right? Yeah. Well, no, they don't even have to consciously consciously choose not to see it. They naturally don't see it unless they choose to see it. So like that's I think you can still get into trouble with that though. No, no. No, no, no. I'm saying that I think that you could wind up with if the company let's say the company decides they don't like a specific type of content and they just start putting you know shade over top of it, like you're saying. Yeah. Like they could just control the narrative by people saying, Oh, I don't want to click on that. No, but okay, let me put it this way. If you choose not to see said content, you would be blocking a, per- a person who constantly posts it. You would, yeah. I I don't think I don't think you should be seeing things that aren't what you follow anyway. Necessarily, you should have to consciously seek out certain things through searches and going to a random feed on a topic. But you're, you're saying Twitter shouldn't be serving you. You should be searching. Yeah. Like Twitter feed. Twitter, you can have your Twitter feed of your. You can still have your Twitter feed of your close friends and people you follow. Your, but your if you want to see something yeah. outside of that. Yeah, your feed should be purely what you follow, or things that people you follow share. It, it shouldn't be showing you random things. So you're already kind of cataloging what you want to see. That's true. Yeah. Right, you're making and, a selection based on the criteria of what yeah. you want to see, and I think you should be given more control over the algorithm. So, like, if you want, let's just go simple here, right? Uh, let's take a lesson from MySpace when you had your top ten favorite <laughs> contacts, the contacts or whatever. Going MySpace, off of these times, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not make it where a certain number of people are close contacts, right? Another number of people. Now you're talking about Google circles. No, but like, okay, a certain number of people are your inner circle of people, right? Your close friends, family, whatever. The next group is just people you know and care about. The next group is your acquaintances. So kind of the Dunbar's number concept, right? And each group has. Oh, Twitter's implemented something like that. Yeah. 
and they have each like that. and each group has a certain percentage of your newsfeed. So let's say 50% of it is dedicated to your close friends. Anything that those that group of people posts is guaranteed to be in your newsfeed 50% of the time. The next like and then you could even put it where influencers that you follow can get like put into a certain thing too. And that's how I think the best way to fix it is have it where, because it's important to see things from the people who actually matter. I think people yeah. are more unhappy because they're not seeing that shit. They're just not. Well, there was, one, there was one thing that I thought was really interesting from the Mark Zuckerberg, Joe Rogan interview. Cause I did listen to that one. Cause I, I, yeah. I find social media platforms extremely interesting, especially based on a oh, technological yeah. standpoint. But the thing that he talked about was how they rank, like say a, a birth of a baby yeah. of a friend or a family member way above everything else. I'm like, that makes complete sense. Cause that's oh, something yeah. you want to see right away. As soon as you, as soon as that's posted, all of your friends and family want to see that. But you're forgetting something. Facebook has, it's been known, right? Reported on actively reported on that. Facebook was manipulating users and experimenting with their news feeds. I'm not saying that, that they're a no, great no, no, company. No, 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 no. I'm saying, they were experimenting with people to see how they can manipulate your mood by like yeah, yeah, showing you bad news, good news, right? And I'm saying that a company like that should not be in charge of the company should not be in charge of your algorithm. The company you should be in charge of your algorithm and what you're seeing. Like this, that's the point I'm saying. The algorithm should be purely based on that circle of people that you've selected to be in your newsfeed. It doesn't it might rank based on number of likes or shares that each post gets as to like what the priority to show you is in each circle. But like the percentage of what you see being from that group of people should never change. And this nonsense where they're like propagating news that just because it makes you feel angry <laughs> and they're manipulating you to feel sad or angry just to get clicks and add revenue. Well, you know the the you know the point. The point isn't to make you angry or sad. The point is to keep no because it gets you. Website you yes, it keeps you on the website longer, and it cause for ad revenue, and also it makes you share it and post, which then drives more interaction on something. They're purposely manipulating you into certain content to make more money, and. You, that's why you as a user should be put more in control of the algorithm impact on your own feed. And right now it is this veiled thing hidden behind voodoo magic at the webs at the company. That like that's all it is. That's what they're using to manipulate you. Nothing else. So what's funny <laughs> is that you this really makes me think about one of the social networking documentaries I watched yeah. in the last like two years. What other thing is out there where you would call the people that use it users drugs yep <laughs> so social media and drugs are both users yeah i think there's a reason like it's very addicting well it is because they've gamified every single aspect i would say it's more like gambling than it is drugs but i know you have to have a lot of interaction for it to be a drug right like a lot i no, I mean, even just the a single, they, they pointed out that for, for teenagers that use social media, yeah. even a single like will keep them coming back. 
a single, single like, one notification. Facebook invents notifications. Twitter, they all invent notifications you didn't ask for. I'll get on Twitter and like I all oh, I, I know on Crowcast, all I post about is is gaming. But yeah. do you think that any of their suggested notifications no. have anything to do with gaming? No, yeah. it's all stupid political stuff I don't care about. Dude, Facebook is awful. I go on Facebook now and I automatically have like 10 notifications that it's like, thank God I silenced you, you fool of an app. Because every time it's like, oh, six people you haven't interacted with in a long time that you might want to look at their photos. <laughs> it's like, I haven't interacted with them for a reason, you dumb clowns. And it's just like, I don't care. So I just go in there because I click on it because I just hate the red notification nonsense. So I've silenced It's like that, that little fly in the app. room. You can't, you got to yeah. swat it down. Yeah. I hate the app having it. So I just turn that shit off. So I don't, I turned my it. notifications off on almost but, every app I use. Oh, I've turned it off on every, I, I don't get app. little red bubbles at all. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. Email. I have to. I am. Nope, OCD. That's off for me too. No, no, no. I can't miss an email. I literally can't. I am well, if you're, OCD. if you're, you know, if you're in the market for specific things, I suppose that emails would be important. No, no. I'm literally saying though that I hate missing an email because I don't want to like, I don't want to have to go through my emails later to find the important email. So that's I why will... there's search in there. No, because <laughs> I want to know that I that I I don't want to have a notification mean nothing to me on email. My, my I check my email. I'm not going to lie. I check my email. I will review my email every day and close out every unopened email. It's either getting deleted as spam or I am opening it to read it. I but just highlight I everything. I hundred emails read. every day. I just highlight everything. I'm like Mark is red. Well, I do that. That's what I'm basically doing. I just evaluate <laughs> it based on the sender because I feel the need. Yeah. To keep or the subject, update. at least. Yeah, on the subject. I feel the need to make that current so I am never behind on my correspondence. Hey, and whatever this- spam bot keeps sending me Camp Luan stuff, like, dude, I never served, okay? Stop sending me this crap. <laughs> I would. I really regret ever having my email tied to anything political because I get way too many campaign requests. I didn't. Her. So here's the funny thing. I have never signed myself up for it. Anything. I don't know. I accidentally I the bought something. Spam. I accidentally bought something somewhere okay. from a campaign once, and it. I've never. I've never been able to get rid of that shit. I get every campaign ad. They don't seem to realize I'm not from Georgia. They don't <laughs> seem to realize I'm not from Arizona either. I have never gotten an ad for a state I'm actually in, so I am baffled beyond belief on that one. <laughs> Uh, that's funny yeah but yeah no i understand it completely because i have ocd about it and i have to turn it off on social media i i I have enough self-control i guess i have learned to use social media strategically and only when i want to yeah i i hate when you find yourself doom scrolling so it happened to me earlier today and i realized it about five minutes in and i stopped (laughs) oh that's about oh, the quickest I ever find out, you know. Here's the other thing. This is what Elon needs to do. Bring back Vine. No, I think he just needs to have straight up videos on the platform. Integrate Vine. Even... Integrate Technically, it. we are we're streaming on Twitter right now. I know. But using integrate Periscope Vine. Technology. 
fully integrate Vine into Twitter because he needs to destroy TikTok. Oh yeah, I know, no doubt. I know that goes against his his entire financial incentives with uh, Tesla because he is a um, <clears throat> less than flattering cluck word um, for remove the L uh, for the no, CCP. No, no, I, I know what you mean. For the CCP with Tesla, he is a cluck, and he's always clucking for the CCP on that regard. And I mean, he wants that Tesla's in China. What's your point? What's my point? He sucks up to, for all intents and purposes, the modern Nazi party, okay? And you expect him to make improvements to Twitter. No, you know, the, the biggest the biggest stupid thing that Elon does is Neuralink, okay? I think Neuralink yeah. is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard of. I would never link my brain oh, no, of course. to anything on the internet. But I'm just no saying... Chance. Okay, he's talking about free speech. Okay, but he loves sucking up to the CCP. He's a businessman. I there know. are over a billion people in that country that he wants to sell a Tesla. Yeah, well, to. what happens? When and they're CCP? probably going to ram it down all of their citizens' what? throats at some point to have electric vehicles. What happened? Yeah, and, and at that point, so Tesla, he wants everybody to have a Tesla. I mean, I get it. He's a businessman. He's not man. going to have all the Teslas in China because he already had to give. If you know anything about business in China, then you have to give away your technology. You have to give away your technology, which means there is currently a CCP <laughs> electric car company using the exact same tech as the Tesla. Have you seen, have you seen the it Chinese Elon? Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. You know how they did that, right? No. It's not a real person. They just oh. deep faked his face onto a Chinese person. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's funny. But, but I'll, okay, that's the one thing that I have reservations on with Elon is how how financially reliant he is on them he's also heavily reliant on the, on the US government, government too yeah. on all governments he's well you know you say that but it's funny like the amount of funding that tesla gets from the government is a lot lower than companies like rivian okay that doesn't make it better also spacex and the is bulk of what he gets reliant. money from the government from is like his spacex it's not tesla SpaceX is i don't think tesla gets almost anything from the u.s government tesla they, they got removed from so I mean, yeah, the, the same EV subsidies that every EV company gets, but they don't get the, they don't they're not getting funded by the U.S. government. I mean, directly, they're only being benefited directly by government banning the sale of their competitor in California and New York. That's, yeah, but you do know that most states are tied directly to the uh, the environmental policies of California, right? Uh oh, did I lose Andrew? I think I just lost Andrew. Hold the phone. He's right, though. Like a lot of the environmental policy that sweep across the U.S. do initially come from California. Now, as far as um, where he was going with that, I do believe the EPA has lost a lot of their ability to govern environmental policy just because of what. Supreme Court case ruling that came out earlier this year. Um, let's move on. I'm going to remove his uh, frozen face for a minute. And we're going to go to this screen. All right. Yeah, I think you're right, Red. I think they got him. They got him. They got him. Um, okay, let's get back to Section 230.
Um, he's asking me if, if he got uh, removed or if the stream dropped. All right. Um, <clears throat> while he's coming back, though, let's get back to Section 230. So the most important thing about this is Section 230. Twitter is not legally required to moderate anything. But advertisers try to flex on all of these social media companies. And therefore, the advertisers are causing moderation. Now, I think in the future, instead of the advertisers, you know, twisting the twisting the thumb or whatever you want to call it, they should just instead of requiring the platforms to moderate, they should just moderate where their advertisements exist in that platform. I agree. And that that's really that solves all of Section 230 right there, because the only reason these these content providers are moderating unless you believe, you know, that there's other things going on, other motivations, which, you know, they're there. But um, overall, most of it's got to do with money. There's also activism. That's what I was getting at when I said there's other reasons, other motivations. But in general, when you look at money being spent on these platforms, it's advertising. And therefore, the advertisers getting in or getting out with these, getting in bed or getting out of bed with these platforms does directly drive the policies they initiate yeah like if if coke comes in tomorrow and says uh yeah everybody that wears red shirts we don't want to advertise next to them anymore like all of a sudden twitter is going to be de-boosting anybody wearing red shirts like oh yeah for sure. that, that's just how it works so instead of that being the way things function It'd be better if Coca-Cola could just say, we don't want our advertisements appearing next to them. And Twitter says, okay, we will use our algorithm to put your advertising not next to those and next to other figures instead of those people. Does that make sense? I think so. But I'm just happy to be back. My internet decided to die for some reason. I I love the comment that you have penned right now. Yeah, I pulled that just for you. Yeah, it... All right, so let's move on to the next thing that I want to get into. How long, I think you've already kind of said this, but how long do you think an account should be allowed to be suspended for violating any kind of policies? Like, for example, it's not a pornography website, they post pornography. What's the max sentence they should get? Seven years. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the seven-year debt jubilee, and everything is forgiven afterwards. That's I don't think opinion. there should be any at all what suspend i don't think suspension should exist at all well i do think that there is a certain level of so many strikes you're out with regard i don't think to... so because i could say the i could say nasty things to people every day and they can't tell me to, i'm talking about actual lost. crimes chris <laughs> okay actual, actual but, crimes but, but, you, but actual crimes will land you in court or jail or prison which is why I'm not saying, okay, <clears throat> when I say the the seven-year ban thing, right, that would also come with the whole year with pornography, you're not classifying it correctly, and you're basically forcing it on people. That's like, you're basically a flasher. Yeah, right? that, 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 well, yeah, that's illegal. Then the crime yes, speaks for itself. But that is not, that is not, that is currently not prosecuted as a flasher so there's certain laws <laughs> there's certain laws that you kind of have to maybe 
interpret as applicable to social media that will never be prosecuted properly. I laughed at that yet. (laughs) Uh, Which you'll never, you'll never get prosecuted in the real world. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of have to take care of it on the platform. So posting pornography, it currently happens on Twitter, right? It happens a lot. It happens a lot. There's, there's, there's the um, CP version of that. How many people get that needs to get removed because that is completely illegal. Yes. So, but how many people get prosecuted for that? Only the famous ones. Okay, exactly. (laughs) My point is doing a seven year ban for someone who repeatedly does that shit. Not mistakenly does it one time, right? Like, but they've reached a certain level of strikes within a certain level of time frame. I'm 100% okay with a seven year ban. Okay. Just like if you are doing the equivalent to stalking and harassing on the platform, I would be okay with somebody getting strikes for that as well. Like if you are following somebody around and hate tweeting reply to every single post they make, even when they're posting in other people, like in response to other people's tweets, I think that, I think that violates a certain level of decency and is the equivalent. So to they can block somebody. you. There's that too. Yeah. Should no, that already, you. Like you should just have the, like if, if I came on every single, that's an awful way to say that. If I went and replied to every single tweet that Andrew ever posted on Twitter and said, I hate you or you suck. Then he should just yeah. block me. No, well, okay. Now the problem where that comes into, and there's been court cases about this, is let's say I posted something political, and you said my political speech sucks. I should not be able to block you as a if I was a politician. I'm not, but if I was, I shouldn't be able to block you because that's like literally against the First Amendment. Well, yes, I'm. I'm just making the point that there is a level. It's there's a different way about it, but there is a way that it could, in my opinion, potentially warrant the, the ban for seven seven years. It's not perfect, but like if you know somebody is like making a bunch of sock puppet accounts to do it, I think you're okay. I think when it's not a real person, <laughs> I think I think if there's a fake account, do like a sock puppet account or a non-verified account, I think those can be banned for doing something like that because that's a certain level of behavior that you're not able to prosecute in real life if it gets worse than that. And that's a workaround to someone blocking you because you, you know can what? create an Actually, endless level of that. That's a good point I didn't think about. What? If if you choose to run an unverified account, i.e. you're not willing to say who you are and you want it to yeah. remain anonymous, those accounts should be subject to different moderation policies than verified accounts because verified accounts can be protected by the u.s law versus unverified accounts but you don't know who that citizen where that country that person Mm -hmm. is and there should be a different set of policies for unverified users. and you should have the option to not see any unverified account in anything you want to do yeah i mean i think that'd be stupid because unverified accounts tend to expose the stupidest things but yeah, but they can get shared by verified. So you could see yeah. it if it's shared by a verified account. You could make it where that's the thing. Um, but if it's unverified and doesn't, you know, anything. Listen, I think I think it's extremely valuable to have anonymity on the internet. I think people have cast that aside. I, hey, I currently use that for mine. 
I currently have a Twitter that is anonymous. That's I what I'm saying. I, I think anonymity one. is totally acceptable, especially yeah. if all you want to do is follow people. Like you shouldn't have to self-identify if all you want to do is follow the news for people. Right. I mean, your your interests should not be able to be used against you inherently. But I'm yeah. saying your behavior should be treated differently. If you're not willing, if you're not willing to stake your name to it, it should be handled differently than something you back up. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. I think there's probably some unique cases we're not thinking of, but as of right now, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I, all right. So the next question is um one of the things that Elon talks about in previous things is like turning Twitter into some kind of protocol. And let me explain what that means because I don't think a lot of people understand. And the thing Twitter is a protocol, Twitter is like buzzwords. No, Twitter mm-hmm. as a protocol could work. Um, you know what Discus is? Everybody, everybody should know what Discus is. Very famous. It's technology that people use on various news websites to, to do commentary like or, or Facebook comments. People integrate Facebook comments and articles. If mm-hmm. Twitter were a protocol, then your Twitter account created on Twitter.com could be used across the Internet to comment on things that use Twitter's protocol on their website. And then you could tag yourself that way. Yeah. And easily, easily translate that across multiple different services. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it, I think making it as interoperable as possible as just a chat slash communication protocol is really where it needs to go because you could you could effectively become radio, right? You could be radio waves. You could be the equivalent to that on the internet. You could be anything you really wanted. Um, it really benefits him when it comes to going to Mars too, because Twitter, I, I've heard it said before that Twitter is actually a good um, communication method to make it. Well, yeah, because it's it's not very many characters. To, yeah, so it actually would work for it's, communication. You could between make that a planets. very small file for packets to be sent. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that protocol would make a lot of sense for messaging. The other thing that people are talking about is Twitter as a payment protocol. They already but have we, that to a certain extent. But if you were to, if you were, let's just say you had Twitter wallet, it yeah. stays a thing. And then all of a sudden, Twitter wallet uses Dogecoin. Like immediately, your Twitter wallet. No. I'm, I'm, I, this is an example. Redact. Redact. Either way. Let's just say Twitter uses no, Dogecoin just because there's been so many redact. memes. Redact. Can I finish the stupid thought before you redact it? Okay. Here's the thing. If Twitter uses something along those, um, if, if, if it falls on lines, if you have a Twitter wallet that you can use, then it'd be just like Facebook pay and Apple pay. Like imagine you stroll into a business and you can find the, the Twitter handle and pay it. That'd be pretty nice. They already have a way for you to tip people with lightning. That's not the same um, thing. I don't care. It's not Dogecoin. It's use Bitcoin. All right. Um, honestly, I I think a payment rails just use utilize Bitcoin. Put a Bitcoin wallet into Twitter. You're fine. Make it where it has a lightning wallet. You're doubly fine. Um, there's no more reason to get any more complicated than that. And I think that the other thing that, the, that people have pointed out is that 
no media is bad media when it comes to selling or buying things. Advertisers might not feel that way, but when it comes to Twitter and being able to sell a product, you mean publicity. I'm saying no news is bad news. Yeah. Okay? But in the same round, no type of media is bad for advertising. Even though advertisers right. may disagree with me on that, I believe that if you can advertise everywhere on the internet, you're going to have a much wider net than somebody who says, I'm only advertising in these circles. <laughs> I mean, didn't Michael Jordan have the quote where he just basically said that Republicans buy sneakers too? Well, you have to, so. give, you have to give the context. So the reason why that was even said was because somebody asked him why he hasn't, why he did not show public support for Democratic politicians. And yeah. he said, because Republicans wear sneakers too. Oh, I mean, come on. It, it was implied by what the quote is, but okay. I'm just saying, use the full context. Okay, fine. But it it's that, right? You have customers in every window. It doesn't matter. If your product doesn't suck, you'll have customers of every, from everywhere. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. If you make windows that let flies in, nobody's going to buy it. Exactly. Well, screens, not windows, but <laughs> no, I mean, like if you make windows that let flies in, nobody's going to buy your windows. <laughs> or if your screen holes are so big that, you know, fruit flies get in, I don't freaking know, whatever. I mean, you're bringing so, fruit flies into your house. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. This guy, long brother, long supporter of the channel. Really appreciate you being here. He said, just joined. But if Elon's promises and goals are followed, and I believe Twitter and social media as a whole will be better itself the day of tomorrow. But much like with politicians, I doubt. So the fact that he's already creating a moderator console to decide about unbanning long-term suspensions tells me that there was some advertiser flack when he mentioned a certain individual being unbanned. Yeah. Well, there's multiple certain individuals. But I think if you were to lift the censorship off the website, just, just drop all moderation, you're going to get a lot more people on Twitter. And a lot of people threatening to delete Twitter probably won't. Okay, Chris, let's, let's be honest here. Right now, Twitter is dominated by fake accounts. Disagree. I think it is. Um, the number, the number of users that Twitter claims, I think is heavily inflated, heavily inflated. And I think you're more likely to say there's a lot of inactive users. I don't think there's a maybe, lot of fake. I, I think that there is a lot of inflated account user numbers. All right. I think Elon Musk making everything a blue check mark, verifying users having a legitimate verified user pool to go to advertisers and say, this is how many verified known human users we have. And these are the metrics associated with those users and all of that, right? Having a legitimate, this person is real. We know for a fact they're real. Yeah. Yes, is more valuable and pricey on the advertisers than anything else. Right? So, Right there, he can eliminate a large number of advertisers, but make much more money off of having much more valuable analytics for yeah. the for the remaining advertisers, right? So I don't think he loses. I think he needs to call whatever bluff it is, 
supports free speech if he thinks free speech is going to get him more people on the platform. This is exactly where I was going. Yeah. And make sure that as many people on that platform as possible are actually verified because he'll win. They'll be crawling back to him well, to try that's to advertise. The thing. If you build the best product, the advertisers will come back. Not just that, though, but they'll he'll have the most value for their money. He'll He's the only place that's actually going to verify that a person's real. Let that sink in. The only place that verifies that a person is real and the general discourse on Twitter tends to be more fulfilling, I would say, slash engaging than yeah. Facebook. It 100% right? is. So name the next competitor who's going to compete with them and have the best value for the money that than Twitter and actually have the users be doing the type of interaction that the advertiser actually wants. There, there's nothing better. So inherently he wins. He wins. He'll, he'll come out much stronger if he just holds firm on this and doesn't cave. Oh, I 100% agree with that sentiment. The, the whole point of verifying users is for that valuable customer data. Yeah. And one of the competitors that was actually gaining some steam prior to um, Amazon shutting them down as Parler, Parler um, that's what they did. Every yeah. user had to submit their license. You like, didn't literally have a to. Well, you, you have, to. have to, but if you wanted access to direct messaging with people, which that's what most people want access to, yeah. you had had to verify that you were an actual person. Right. Which you could still stay anonymous on the platform and just you verify just that you're real. access to features. No. So, you could stay anonymous on the platform to other oh, people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You could still verify that you were a real human to the company. Right. Yeah. And they didn't store the licenses that you would submit. That was the whole point. Like you would submit it and then it would get deleted. Yeah. And the point was just to verify that every user was a real person. And then that data was more valuable. So Elon's just taking this on a grander scale and having a bigger pool of verified users than any other company in probably history. Right. And because of that, uh, you're right. His, his value based on that will be much higher. Yeah, I, I would just say that right now, I think Twitter is a paper tiger of a platform. That's a paper what now? Paper tiger. I paper don't, tiger. Yeah. What's that mean? Glass cannon. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I understand. It, it's, it's a glass cannon of a platform, and I think there's a lot you could do to actually build substance, right? And All right. Let I, me ask you this one question. Yeah. Let's say Elon hires you tomorrow. You're in charge of making changes to Twitter. What's the stupidest or worst thing he could do right now? The worst thing that he yeah, could do? What, what could he do that would just, people are just going to leave the platform? Honestly, the stupidest thing he could do is not just embrace a con like a first amendment level of free speech. That's the stupidest thing he could do. I think he needs I think he needs to fully embrace it. Any 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 uh perception of backtracking on the support for free speech because people perceive words as being sticks and stones these days. Yeah. is a sign of him being a cluck, okay? And people will <laughs> avoid the crap out of it. 
Like that that's my opinion, right? If he seems to show weakness on his resolve and can't deliver the American value of the First Amendment, there's no there's no reason to be on that platform. Because that's why people are going back right now. They think he actually wants to bring that level of freedom to it. So that would be my advice. Don't don't compromise on free speech. Don't say sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Depends I, what it is. I think the worst thing he could do would be to bend to advertisers and their demands and whatever those are, because advertisers will go to the platform with the most value. If you bend to advertisers' demands all the time, you're going to wind up with a platform that nobody wants to be on. Too many of those advertisers are being activists more than they are being business people anyway. Yeah. Uh, if it, even it... when a business decision is made that will tank the value of the company, that is not a business decision. That is an ideological position. Exactly. And that is the worst decision you can make as a company trying to make money is make an ideological decision instead of a business decision. Obviously, to an extent, I mean, you you could argue that there are probably ideological positions that are for the betterment of your company, like, you know, not using uh, slave work to build your T-shirts in, say, Hong Kong or something. That's probably not the right choice. The sweatshops, I mean, not slaves, sweatshops. That's probably not a good choice. Um, but that's that's where I would say that's that's a line you got to draw in your stance. I'm well, not going to do that. Let's be honest on that one. That is that is a problem devised by the fact that the marketplace that you are selling those T-shirts in is at a level where they morally say that 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 behavior is wrong in their own communities but do not enforce that on imports properly. You're right. Like the, the business, I'm sorry, the the laws and regulations of the country importing that is not the same as the laws of the company, a country that you are buying it from. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of a, uh, I'm a fan of reciprocity as a general policy. So if you say that something is, like you should not compromise on your values when dealing with other countries like free speech. We should not compromise in any form Um, on the fact that we are against slavery. We should not compromise in any form Um, when it comes to goods that are sold or purchased from a country that does not have those same values. We should 100% have a, duty slash tariff on that product that brings it up to the same market the same costs as if that was produced in our country personal opinion so what what you're saying is let me just translate what you're saying is that if it costs 10 cents for the sweat labor in i let's say china and in the u.s that same labor would cost 15 dollars then the tariff should be $14.90 to make them equivalent and make it to where there's no advantage for the other country to continue producing things in that awful, inhumane way. Yes. And just to clarify to the people who are free market absolutists on this one, that 
I am not saying to just eliminate competition. I am saying to eliminate clear abuses of human rights by companies that used to work for, be in our country that went yeah. over there specifically to so they can with exploit a, specifically with another government yeah. to exploit that region. Um, there's countries that pay significantly lower wages, but it's not simply a sweatshop and the conditions aren't terrible and they do dramatically outcompete us. But when it's basically government mandated slave labor in another country, I 100% agree with a tariff being put on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they're not willing to meet us at the level of human rights, we respect and we adhere to, then they should absolutely be taxed to make it inadvantageous to do that anymore. Yeah. Just like if they're, if their companies, if we can't own their companies, they should not be allowed to own our companies. Like yeah, access to our stock market is not guaranteed outside of our borders. Just isn't. I think so it's if, weird that our stock market is even remotely global. Well, that's, that's my, that's my point. Like, for example, my favorite country in the whole wide world to talk about the CCP over there. All right. Um, <clears throat> we can't own many of their companies. All right. We literally cannot own them, but they are allowed to come here and buy shares in any company of ours that they want. It is weird. I, it, I personally think foreign interests buying stuff in our country just. It shows no me problem, specific things about this country that shakes my uh, foundation. Of I country. have no problem with Japanese companies. We can buy shares in their companies. They can buy shares in our companies. I have no problem because there's reciprocity. Same with the UK. Same with Germany. We have full access there. They have full access here. There's a respect for private property in both countries. Okay. Ideal. I, I accept that. I think it's fantastic that we are an integrated market. When a country does not believe in private property and specifically outlaws behavior, uh, actions from our for our citizens, but we don't do the same to theirs, you are allowing them to gain an upper hand on us that we do not have on them. And we are not an integrated market. We are being purchased and owned by them. Pure and simple. We are not that we are not on the same foot. So what you're saying is they should ban TikTok. Yes, 100 <laughs> percent Ban it. Specifically because the algorithm differences between both countries is absurd. That's crazy. I looked that it's up the other day. Holy cow. That that's is why, a propaganda machine. That's why Elon Musk needs to integrate Vine, bring it back. Don't do what Twitter did. It's still there. It's just called Periscope. It. You just don't realize Fine. Bring it, make it prominent again, and just get TikTok banned because it is literal <laughs> CCP spyware cancer for society. Well, they did a study. Okay, so this is the last thing. You mentioned yeah. doom scrolling earlier. Yeah. TikTok is the absolute worst thing for a teenager in this country. Yeah. TikTok is built specifically for the fact that it will keep you scrolling for video after video after video after video and slowly dilute your mind to mm-hmm. the point where you are just watching the most degenerate or and or stupid things to influence you. If you're watching TikTok for hours in a day, you should probably get your uh, app removed from your phone and no longer use it. <laughs> no, no, 
No, you should already remove it from your phone. It is literal spyware. That's what I just said. You should get it removed from your phone. No, you said if you are watching it for hours at a time. No. <laughs> okay, just fair. Listen right, to me. It. Just remove it. Doesn't matter if you never open it. It's even easier for you to delete it. Just delete <laughs> it. It is cancer for your cell phone. And it, I don't care if you don't think you're an important person. It is just literal cancer for your cell phone. And your brain. And your brain. And it makes you vulnerable for no reason to an extremely hostile, extremely controlling regime that... It's the there. If you like those terrible. kinds of videos, you can get YouTube shorts, you can that get too. Instagram reels, and even Facebook shares some of those things. There's no need to get into TikTok at all. If you want, if you like short videos, plenty of platforms provide them. You don't need TikTok. Yeah, that too. And TikTok's algorithm will probably never be public access. You'll never know what that algorithm is. No. And it is wholly owned by um, people who probably hate you. <laughs> All right. So long story short, TikTok is cancer. Um, yes. And Twitter is going to be better with Elon Musk. I hopefully. Hope. I hope. Hopefully. And maybe YouTube and Facebook will follow his lead if he's successful. Maybe. That would be. Doubt, I doubt that with Facebook. We could go on and on and on about Facebook and the Facebook whole Facebook had a really awful uh, yes, order. Because they're, the metaverse is stupid. Awful. But we're not going to get into that. On, we're, we should do a different video about the metaverse because that's that's a, that's a whole video on its own. It's a whole other video. But we already we already kind of talked about that. the The best thing for the future is augmented reality, not yeah. virtual reality, because yeah. augmented reality keeps you in reality and shows you extra information. I mean, it's an advertiser's wet dream. If we're being exactly. if we're being completely honest, you could that's literally you could literally put cyberpunk styling on things yeah. as you walk on the walls it. every wall becomes a billboard at that point it's exactly. literally an advertising firm's wet dream of <laughs> possibilities you could sell a, a peripheral vision advertisement yes yes <laughs> i'm sorry let's not do this right now this is i know that's... i know this needs to be a dedicated uh, augmented uh, reality yeah. should be its own podcast yes. I, yes. I i think augmented reality is the future personally oh yeah 100 so. imagine you you can get your twitter feed rolling in the right side of your vision at all times oh gosh please no. <laughs> Neuralink, it's just going to be in your brain twitter is going to be in your brain as you're flying your spacex rocket into chris Mars. chris save it for another episode <laughs> <laughs> we will all link no, i'm just kidding um, we'll all link brains and we'll all be uh, musk supporters by the end of this no all right as always i'm chris and i'm andrew and uh let the good times roll yeah <laughs> the tweets that's the tweet <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next curl cast bye guys